welcome to the very first episode of Mom, Son, and Formula One. I am Julie. And I'm Jackson. And we are going to break down for you everything Formula One, from drivers to teams to the race weekends and everything in between. Um, as I said, I am Julie. I uh, am a retired school teacher, mom of three. Old. Not that old. Old. Jackson being my oldest. Um, and like I've always told him, with these comments that he's making, I can brought him into the world and I will take him out if need be. So yeah, I've heard that one for a long time here. So I'm Jackson, obviously the son of Julie. I'm 22 years old and she will not tell you her age. Never. Uh, feel free to guess. Um, I am a recent college graduate, uh, just graduated from Kansas State University. I uh, had a wonderful, wonderful four years there. You know, a little, little COVID in the middle, but uh, what can you do about that? Um, but thanks to COVID um, and me getting broken up from a relationship, I decided to uh, scour Netflix um, and like stumbled, you do when you get like dumped. one does, you know, like one does. Um, scoured Netflix and found a docu-series titled Formula One Drive to Survive. You know, Jackson, I have to mention here, back in the day before Netflix, what did we do when we got dumped? That's something that you can tell me. Well, we definitely didn't sit lived down and uh, watch TV. We got on with our lives. But anyways, oh, okay. I digress. Wow, well, Julie. <laughs> All right. So, like Jackson said, he got into Drive to Survive um, in 2021. Yeah, right before the 2021 uh, season started. And binged it. About three seasons in three days, you know, to get ready for the season. Yeah. Uh, and it just had me absolutely hooked. Uh, it was pretty hard to get my eyes off the screen um, on those uh, three-day period right there. And he kept begging his dad and I... Um, to watch Drive to Survive, and I'm like, Took whatever, whatever. I don't, I'm not into race car driving. I disdain NASCAR. Uh, what, what, what's so excited about this? I heard about Formula One, knew about the the famous race, you know, in Monaco. That's about the extent of Formula One that I knew. Didn't know much else. Didn't know the drivers. Didn't know the teams. Didn't know anything of what it all um, included. So eventually his dad and I started to watch it, and we were hooked. Um, the first season with how Netflix went into driver's backgrounds, um, it was you know a great docu-series, produced really well. And I'm always a, a sucker for a good docu-series. Ranges from true crime to... Real Housewives of every city in America. Wow. I've, I've limited it down to just only oh. a few Real Housewives nowadays. Wow, progress. Well, Big progress. You know, I only have time so, for so much binge-watching yeah, in my life. Retirement surely is a really busy time. Hey, just just back down. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, we, we really watched it. We did not binge all three seasons as quickly as Jackson did. Uh, it took us a little bit longer because we did have lives at that time. I mean, I had to binge all three of them so I could start watching right when the 2021 season started right. in Bahrain. So we didn't start watching probably a complete season until 2022. Yeah. Um, 
caught up with the Netflix series throughout the 2021 season and then really watched our first full season of Formula One in 2022. Um, and, you know, learned a lot, still learning a lot. This podcast is, is not just for those who are knowledgeable in F1. They're for the novice watcher also. Um, don't feel like if you don't know anything about Formula One, this podcast isn't for you because it is. Um, we will break down everything and anything, the good, the bad, the ugly, that has to do with Formula One. Um, but reason starting this podcast was as a lot of suburban moms, I take my dog for a walk. Retired and, suburban moms. Okay. And take my dog for a walk, and I listen to my podcast. And I have several different ones I listen to. Don't shout anybody out. Shout uh, out the office ladies. I do enjoy the office ladies. I will, <laughs> I will say that. Um, but, you know, I sat there and was thinking, hey, there's not really anything out there like a mom-son combo that I know of. Could be wrong. But um, I thought Jackson and I both enjoy Formula One. Yeah, and then Julie Julie ripped in the cousin Jake a little bit too. Uh, he's a professional runner right now with Brooks, uh, and he started a podcast. Running on Stoke. Running on Stoke. And uh, Julie said, if Jake can do it, uh, then we can definitely do it. <laughs> so uh, here we are now, uh, first episode. Uh, just kind of going for a little introduction episode, you know, talking a little bit about us, um, you know, why we started the podcast. But let, let's move on a little bit here. Um, let's talk about um, some of our favorite drivers, you know, teams, principals, uh, just anything favorite F1. So right. what about you, Jewel? I'll start with um, in that first season of uh, Drive to Survive, my utmost and still is my favorite driver is Daniel Ricciardo. Not driving this season, but... Um, Third driver. Well, third driver for Red Bull this year. Um, and because of Daniel Ricciardo, I think it was his personality and um, just kind of his background story. He's from Australia. Um, great accent. Great accent. Always a, always a one to enjoy Party listening shirt to. Party shirt enthusiast. Very much so. Always always up for a good time. And just a real down-to-earth kind of guy. Some of, some of the drivers, um, from what you could see on Netflix, they might – be a little full of themselves. Would, would you like to take any jabs, Julie? Not going to quite yet, but maybe as we get further she, into the podcast. She's got a few grievances. You'll, you'll hear. There's a few people that I don't enjoy so much, but I think it's, and it could be just the way Netflix portrays them. That's true. That is something to note as well. Through Drive to Survive, Netflix, um, and it's a docuseries, they, they play heavy into drama, um, and sometimes that's drama that really doesn't exist within Correct. F1. And I think um, as the seasons have progressed, it has become more dramatic than it was in the first season. Definitely, yeah. Um, and I and I know it's for viewership. I mean, that's gonna draw your draw your fans if there's more drama than if it's pretty blah and mundane. So if you watch Drive to Survive and then come to this podcast, you know we'll be able to tell you if the drama is real or if it was manufactured uh, for some extra Netflix views. Exactly, exactly. But no, always have loved Daniel Ricardo. Still do. Still enjoy seeing him um, via social media, um, on the on the grid, in the paddock with Red Bull. Um, and I followed him. As for teams, I really didn't have a favorite team because I had my favorite driver. So he changed several teams throughout the years. was with Red Bull when I first started 
watching the Netflix, then went to Renault, then went to McLaren, which is probably last season, 2022, when he was with McLaren was when I when I followed them the most. And they made a mistake by dropping him, I would for ag- sure. I agree completely, but I don't know. I think I think it was time for him to go. I think it might have been time for him to go. We'll we'll, we'll break into that yeah. a little bit later we, um, down we, the road, going through some team breakdowns, and uh, you know, we can both talk about some decisions that we think may not have been correct um, and have led to certain teams uh, struggling a little bit in this this twenty twenty three season. So as for favorite team now, obviously, since Daniel's the third driver for Red Bull, I do follow Red Bull um, a little bit closer. Obviously, uh, they won the Constructors' Championship last year, which is always exciting to see. Um, as for principles, it's, it's interesting. you got to love Gunther Steiner with Haas. He's definitely, always enjoyable. Definitely. Um, and you do enjoy the Haas team. They're an American team. Um, out of North Carolina. You always got to look out for the Americans in F1. Yes. Shout out Logan Sargent. Even exactly. Though, um, He's struggling. Tough year so far. Tough car, though, you know. May, may, we still got a lot of races this year. He, he's young in his F1 career. So basically, with that um, little F1 background, there are 10 teams. Mm-hmm. Two drivers for each team. And think about it. I mean, that when you look at F1 sport between other sports, these are the 20 best drivers in the world. Yeah, definitely. F1 is definitely the the top of the top um, when it comes to any sort of auto racing, especially open wheel racing. Um, And F1 travels the world uh, pretty much every weekend. Uh, Sometimes you look at their schedule. uh, Why why are we going from Saudi Arabia to Miami in one week? Exactly. Um, That's that's neither here nor there. Um, But yeah, it's a a worldwide sport followed by just about everybody in the world. Um, Maybe even the penguins and polar bears of Antarctica. You know, they, they might be tuning in. Who knows? Um, it's a stretch, but maybe. A, oh, well, who knows? You, you don't know what they get up to up there. You've never been to Antarctica. I don't plan on going. Oh, come on. That'd be pretty cool. I, uh, maybe. I, I don't like the cold. Cool. Not, well, not you, a big fan. And you can always bundle up. Well, true. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit. I'll talk about my favorite driver a little bit here. Um, it's pretty easy to guess if you know me at all, but it would be the number one in the Red Bull Racing, uh, the Dutch man, Max Verstappen. Um Far and away the premier driver um, of the past couple seasons of F1. Uh, he is a back-to-back world drivers champion in both 2021 and 2022. Uh, the 2021 season with a lot of drama between uh, him and Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the Abu Dhabi race uh, after Nicholas Latifi. Um, we miss you, Nicholas. We wish you were still in F1. Not um, really. Yes, we do. Okay, let's take a little break here for Latifi. You gotta miss Latifi. He he was always there when you needed a safety car or something. He did. He, he would always throw it into the wall. That's true. That's true. I mean, yeah. You don't really he, have he a guy a, like that now. There's no, no we don't. There's we no don't. Latifi. Right. Some of the races this season have been a little dull because we haven't had the yellow or red flags due to some not so bright driving. Yeah. So the Spain race. Um, I mean. It's kind of boring at the end of the day if we're going to boil down to it. There was not a single yellow flag. Uh, Max Verstappen was easily in the lead the entire race. 
Um, and then we did get a little bit of a midfield battles. I mean, Checo had to come up from 11th. Um, Lando Norris could have had a great race. Yeah. Um, had car had, issues. Yeah, yeah a little, little front wing issue at the start. Um, but, yeah, so Max Verstappen is my favorite driver. Probably the second would, I, I got to say, Checo Perez for Absolutely. sure. Um, I'm just a big, and that goes into the team too. I'm just a big Red Bull fan. Um, I love everything they do. Uh, especially now having Daniel Ricciardo back on the team. Um, that's really how I started to like them. Because um, I was watching that first season of Drive to Survive, and he is far and away, like, if you want to call him a character, far and away the best character. Like, he actually, like, showed himself through those yeah. seasons of Drive to Survive. Uh, and that got me picked up on Red Bull, also from the fact that um, they were the team that was competing with Mercedes after Mercedes had just been year after year after year of drivers championships and i might sound hypocritical now but you know when i pick up a new sport i don't like to just cheer for the team who wins everything i like to cheer for the person who's going to compete with them and potentially knock them off and as we've seen in the last couple of years the red bull is uh, far superior to superior to the mercedes now um, but they're getting a little closer, as we saw through Spain yeah. with uh, Hamilton and Russell second and third. So and that's we might one have thing some with drama each, this year. With each race, you just never know what's going to happen with the cars. I mean, some cars who have been doing well, just kind of that next race could totally be a disaster. And some cars who aren't haven't been doing well kind of blow it away. You I just mean, never yeah, know. You look at the McLaren in Spain and uh, Lando Norris. I mean, he hadn't been above P10 on the grid all year, and he was starting P3 in Spain with what a lot of people thought is the worst car on the grid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's part of, uh, you know, you get new parts throughout the season and everything like that. Which um, we'll break down throughout this podcast. There's, there's certain parts that can cause certain grid penalties throughout a yep. race weekend, um, and they're confusing. And I don't fully understand them. Yeah, penalties, I would agree on that. Penalties is definitely the most confusing thing. Um, I think they're also really confusing because the, the stewards do not show consistency True. in what they do either. Um, so it really does, you're just throwing darts blind at some point when they're giving drivers penalties. I mean, Pierre Gasly, he got absolutely hosed. Well, no, okay, that's a stretch. Pierre was in the way. Yuki Sonoda got absolutely hosed last weekend with a penalty to knock him out of the points when it, it was a driver move. He took evasive action um, yeah. and he got knocked out of the points. Um, so that's something, you know, in the future we'll break down because it, it is really confusing. Um, you for know, sure. Who's for sure. three place penalty, six place penalty, ten place, pit lane start. Um, whole different variety of things um, that the stewards can apply to the car seemingly whenever they feel like it. Um, yeah, you but... wonder if there's a little favoritism going on some weekends. It's a little, I mean, we yeah, can get into some know. conspiracy later down the yeah, line. Yeah, that's a, it might be a little bit of a stretch. But yeah, we don't want to go too about, much. Though. Don't want to go too much into to deep diving into the uh, races quite yet, since this is our inaugural episode here. Um, like we had said, we are going to break down the teams, the drivers, the races, and kind of everything in between. Um, we want to touch on there's uh, Formula Two drivers who yep. are the up and coming. And then there's new this year called the F1 Academy, which is all the women drivers, which is really exciting to see. And who is being run by Susie Wolf, who is the wife 
of team principal Toto Wolf for Mercedes. She herself was a driver in the past, so we'll kind of go into that backstory of hers and um, throughout this season. Yeah, and we'll also, I mean, we're going to look at um, the potential that the F1 Academy, how in the future that's going to, you know, coincide with F1 at some point, right. probably. If those drivers um, are going to become yeah, we, competitive. Yeah, we just don't know that what will happen. So, you know, it'll be really interesting to see um, the F1 Academy as it develops over um, the next couple of years. Right. Uh, yeah, and we also, we're going to give you guys like some history of the F1, a history of the tracks. Um, and there's some details that, you know, you wouldn't hear if you're just tuning in on a Sunday morning right. uh, to watch the cars go around the track. You know, if Max Verstappen gets a pet parrot, uh, you're going to hear it on here, but you probably won't hear it um, with, well, maybe Martin Brundle on his grid watch. Possibly, but, possibly. And yeah, we'll talk about Martin later. He's the best. Yes, we, we're going to break down race weekends, like we said, which always start with practices on Fridays. Uh one session on Saturday. And then one session on Saturday along with qualifying and the final race on Sundays. Um, you know, we'll discuss weather conditions and road conditions and how that can change a race. Um, what tires people are using exactly, on a weekend. Exactly. And why some teams choose to go with the softs while others choose to go with the hards and right. kind of strategies. Why would Ferrari start Charles Leclerc on the hards last weekend and pit him at lap 16? Okay. But why Jackson's going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but anyways, that's kind of kind of an overview of what we want to give you guys as listeners is is not only just the basic overview, but get into it a little bit more, explain some things that people might not understand mm -hmm. um, to make you a little more knowledgeable when it comes to um, certain areas of F1 history of the F1, which is really, really interesting. Um, to get into. Jackson and I were lucky enough that we um, went to a race this past fall. We hit Circuit of Americas in Austin in October, which when that race comes around this year, we will discuss the ins and outs of that venue for sure since we experienced it. Um, yeah, the good, the bad, and the ugly absolutely. for everything. Ju Julie's got some pretty strong viewpoints on that, so stay, stay tuned yeah. in the future. Yeah, I, I will give a little uh background on that one it was yeah don't great experience great experience absolutely it was it was an experience in itself for sure but other than that um jackson do you have any more you want to add before we kind of no i mean i feel like yeah i got a pretty good intro right here um hope this can give you all an insight um into what the rest of this podcast is going to look like um, and just kind of the future of what we want to do here. Um, so yeah, with that being said, um, we'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, make sure to, to follow and subscribe. Um, you can find this podcast wherever you listen uh, to any other podcasts, whether it's uh, the office ladies or not. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, make sure to give us a rating um, so others can find the podcast um, and discover us. Uh, and we will see you next time. All right. Peace. <laughs>